It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes and they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes. So you can join one right now for week five. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy do the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering bgn radio listeners a money back guarantee up to a hundred dollars no excuses now just search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. Zip Squad. Next level. BGN Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the next level. The Crim de la Crim. Saran Davenport. Barrett Brooks linked with BGN. Next level boys breaking down the game. Of the podcast out, but they not the same. TD the fly one. Keep the suits and the wingtips. Honest opinions from the Gibsons to the Winces. I'm left-handed. Barrett Brooks got my blind side. Super Bowl winner. See the game from a champ size. Route concepts down. The techniques in the trenches. You want to learn football? And tune in and listen BGN Radio Next Level Podcast You thinking about discussing the Eagles? 
Better stop that. From senior bowl workouts to the draft, down to training camp. Breakdowns are all 22. They the best at that. Special insights, giving sight to the blind. So sit down, push play, and when they done, rewind. Next level. All right, here we are. Another edition of the Next Level Podcast. Y'all know exactly what time it is. It's time to go to the up <laughs> with Jesus. <laughs> nah, I'm Teron Davenport at T Davenport underscore NFL with Barrett Brooks. I'm Barrett Brooks. And this at is B Brooks 72. Got it. NBCS now. Got it. See, he has the lengthy one. We got to get it all <laughs> in, though. Make sure you guys follow if for some reason you are not already following. This is the Next Level Podcast presented by Clip It TV. Be sure to go in to uh, go to Clip It dot com clip it tv clip it dot tv we're gonna get it right and or you could go to uh google play the app store download the app you'll be able to go ahead and, and create your own user content clip it is an awesome app it's a slept upon app make sure you use it but it's time to look at this game and here we are we're sitting here six weeks into the season and the eagles are five and one and they're a top the NFC, not East, but the NFC. Period. period. Yes, at top of the conference, five and one. And if you said they were going to be five and one, you're a liar. Exactly. You did not know that. I'm gonna tell you the truth. This team, although I felt, and I picked with them every single game, have only lost one protection, and I was against the Kansas City Chiefs, of course. But hmm. the reason why I say this team is as good as it is is because they're built. Well in the trench. I can't say that enough. Yeah, I've said it on quick slants. I've said it on radio. I've said it on all forms and streams of media. When you're built nice in the trenches, your team plays a lot better. And it just had to have that grown man, number 11, slinging that rock around too. But the biggest thing is they got a top five defensive line. They got a top five offensive line. When you have those two areas checked, you can do what you want to do. You can dictate the tempo that you want to other teams as opposed to them dictating to you. And I think that's the biggest thing that that, that Coach Doug Peterson learned over the past four mm-hmm. or five weeks, that he can dictate the tempo that he wants as opposed to somebody dictating to him what he wants, what they I, want. I think a certain podcast talked about telling the other team what you want to do and not allowing them to tell I, you. I, I don't I'm always know. singing the uh, – there you go. The next yeah. little podcast. I remember we talked about that, how important it was to impose your will and not let the opposing team tell you how the game was going to flow. And that's what you're seeing. I love how you mentioned this defensive line first. We'll talk about that. And one of the things today in locker room, Brandon Graham, I talked to him about just the energy that they're able to kind of – exhibit and transfer to the whole defense and it it comes a lot from Chris Wilson up front and and what he's able to do with that coaching staff but he and Timmy Jernigan they both said that their goal is to play five yards in their backfield create a new line of scrimmage exactly reestablish a line of scrimmage and you see this team doing that Jernigan's getting the push he's been outstanding and this is what I expected from him I, I said it when they first made the deal, I said that he is going to flourish in, in this defense, and that's what you're seeing. He's finally able to penetrate and not play horizontally. You know, Two-gapping. What do you mean about it? Yeah. 
good. He doesn't have the two-gap now. What we mean by two-gap, when you're a two-gap player, when I ask you to two-gap, that means you have to take on the offensive lineman, head up, and then virtually keep him from getting to the linebacker. So he has the A-gap and the B-gap, as opposed to just having one gap and being responsible for that and get penetration like he does at this defense. When he was with the Baltimore Ravens, he had the two-gap so that Mosley and those guys could go make tackles. Right. They're responsible for going to make the tackles. He was almost like uh, the lamb put out there to slaughter <laughs> why the defensive linebackers go make plays. Well, in this defense, it's all predicated on these guys playing explosive and getting and creating a new line of scrimmage. You know, playing up the field in that one gap. He may have the B gap. All right, I'm jumping the B gap, get up the field, penetrating, splitting the offensive linemen. And that kills every run play. Penetration kills every yeah. single run play. And on pass plays, is is pressing the pocket as opposed to having a quarterback step up. Cam Newton could not step up all game because they were getting so much penetration. And one of the the plays with that penetration led to a turnover. Absolutely, two of Cox. them. Yeah, two turnovers. Yeah, because yep. yeah, you had the uh, was it a sack strip. Yeah, strip sack. Yep, S- strip sack. And then you also had the uh, interception. interception. And Rasul Douglas was able to get the interception. And that really was a momentum changer for them. So I, I think when you look at what they do defensively, it all starts with these guys up front. That is why your highest paid player on the defense is Fletcher Cox, a guy up front. And you saw he showed immediately what his impact is when he's in the lineup. No question. You know, when you have a defensive line like this, let, let me put it in perspective. You are an offensive quarters, or coordinator's nightmare when you have – Timmy Jernick and Fletcher Cox. Because at this point, Timmy Jernick is playing just as well as Fletcher is. And what it does, it creates a whole different um, way in which you have to go out and and, and game plan this Eagles defense. Now, okay, last year, you just slid the line and you double-teamed Fletch. Can't do that. So when you slide the line, double-team Fletch, and then slide the line so you can pick up the wash with Brandon Graham, that's why I only had five sacks because they were able to slide the line to him. Now you can't because once you leave one-on-one, Timmy Jernigan on one side, one-on-one, he's going to make a play. So now you have an offensive coordinator like, all right, so how am I going to stop this guy? I can't double-team both guys, so let me pick my poison. So, okay, then, we're going to try to double-team Fletch. Now Jernigan is creating pressure. He's getting strip sacks. He's pushing the pocket. Now they can't step up. He's in the quarterback's face. He's going out there getting sacks. So now this all right. Well, we're gonna now we're gonna slide the line and bring a chipper aside that side. It still doesn't work because now you have Fletch one on one against somebody and he's beating them and he's going up there and getting strip sacks and sacks and creating fumbles. You know, so it's like pick your poison as a defensive coordinator. We're not even talking about the guys on the outside. Yeah. We know BG gonna give it every single time he go out there. Curry is starting to play at the level which we thought he was gonna play at. And then he has some guys just alternating along and Barnett that just wreaking havoc. I'm telling you what, man, this is this a, that front is something to be marveled at when you watch them when they're playing. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> I, I thought about it. It's kind of like that movie I Am Legend. Right. <laughs> where they just kept coming and coming. No, you just... had the, the first guys, you knocked them out, but then the second guys come in. And when you look at Derek Barnett, First I mean, they jump. They jumping through the ceiling trying to get you. Jump, all, going all out, and then you, you. Uh, Barnett had his first sack. Chris Long is doing what he's doing, getting that pressure, playing on the opposite line of the scrimmage. I, I think this defensive line is, is definitely playing well. I real quick, want to talk about the linebackers and a guy that you've said over and over again on this show that has really elevated his game is Michael Kendricks. Seventeen tackles 
And it, it's interesting because I asked him about settling into the defense and if that's what's behind it. He's set up front. No, it's about getting the opportunity. And I love the way he waited for opportunity to knock. And when it did, he busted right through that door. And he's playing as well as any linebacker on this team. Yeah, but he was playing weak last year. He know what oh, he, we, Yeah, he yeah there's no weak. denying He was like that weak booty stuff. We ain't having none of that, man. He understands now what he has to do. Like last year, his speed was more so. Because pound for pound, he's one of the best athletes. On the, in fact, the best athlete on the team. When he's on the field at any given time, he is the best athlete on the field for speed, explosiveness, power, and what he brings to the table. But he had to focus that energy. His speed used to, be, you know, he used to overrun plays because mm-hmm. he was trying to play so fast. Now he understands how he fits in in the defense, and not. And I told you when we were in training camp, I said, "Man, it's a, it's a, it's a difference in what I'm seeing in Michael Kendricks right now." Because now he's telling guys yeah. what they need to do. He's telling guys how to guard routes. Now he's telling guys what gap they need to go to. I was like, "Man, he's matured in the defense. He knows what he's talking about now." I said, "I know it's going to be a substantial difference in the way he plays because now he's not playing out there like a robot. He's not worried about what the, he knows now. All right, I got to do this, and if I do this, I got to do that. And it's going off instincts as opposed to going off what the play is dictating for him to do. And that's the difference in how he's playing. He's playing fast. He's playing explosive. He's getting there with a nasty disposition. This guy's really turned his game up, and you saw that the fruits of labor. Once you give him more plays, he's going to make more mm-hmm. plays. He's making it hard, and I tell you what. That's that act right. That's that get right. Because once he started doing that, Nigel Bradham started doing the same thing. Because now it's like, oh, man, well, he's going to start taking into raw reps. Now it's that healthy competition that one guy's trying to outdo another guy, and that's only going to make you better as a team. And it's funny you say that because when I talked to Nigel, that's what he said. And and it, it was good talking to both of these guys right after the game because they said they fed off of each other. Nigel was like, man, I saw Michael going out and making a play. I said, man, I got to make a play. Right. And Kendrick <laughs> said, yo, I was inspired by what Bradham was doing. And let's talk about Bradham because this is a guy I feel has been the most consistent player on defense over the last two years. He was like, because his last couple of games, though, he was kind of playing weak, though, too, man. He, but if you look, he, gets to, yes. he gets to the football. And, and that's my thing. And one of the plays, I actually did a, a play breakdown with him. And uh, that's going to be posting uh, tomorrow. But one of the plays, it was a jet motion. I, f- I think it was Curtis Samuel. They sent him on a jet motion. And uh, they, they ran. They kind of faked that. And then they tossed it outside to Fuzzy uh, Whitaker. F- whatever, Fuzzy Whitaker. And he Bradham like, shot right like in there. Like, he read the keys. He shot in there. And he didn't bite that cheese, so to speak, you know, that misdirection. Would have been a big play if he didn't get there, but he got there for a three-yard tackle for a loss. And then like you he look shot at, him out of cannon or something. Yeah, too. yeah, he. I mean, he really shot out of cannon on that one. You look at the the touchdown saver, Cam Newton, when Cam was almost scored. You look at the the first down saver and McCaffrey. He's playing so consistent, and he feels that he's not getting the respect that he needs to get. Well, he was a. I, I will say this: the first three games. He was almost a liability in the pass coverage. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing I, I the pass coverage right. He was always playing the run right, but the pass coverage was. He was becoming a liability. Well, I guess he heard because. Because, <laughs> I'll tell you what, my co-host. Uh, um, he he was he was on him, bro. He was on him, man. You know, I'm like, yo, come on now, you can't be that way. But he, I'm telling you, man. He was saying, look, he's becoming a liability. He's got to continue to get better at passing. You know, Seth is. He's not gonna bite his tongue. Mm-hmm. Seth Jordan ain't never bit his tongue. Mm-hmm. And my co was like, hey, man, uh, he's become a liability. We can't have him out there. 
we need Kendrick's in there. So I guess he heard the little rumbles like, oh, okay, then he's saying I shouldn't be in there. We're talking Steph about Seth Jordan telling me that I need to do a little something. And he told totally just he'd be the guy on the screen to handle uh, to, to tackle Christian McCaffrey on the screenplay. So what happens next? That's when that happened with the uh, the jet sweep. Now, 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 Nigel Bradham has to go up and make a play. So he makes a play with the jet sweep. They were just feeding off each other. They was just going boom, 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 boom. They planted a, a, a great level, especially since Hicks was knocked out the game. Right, right. And they, they felt it was upon them to elevate their game. So it's really good to see two guys taking advantage of an opportunity with Hicks being out. You want to see Hicks back, obviously, because he's such an outstanding player. And he is another key to that defense, but they're rolling even without him. So it's definitely a lot to be said for Flex that. Flex saw the same thing. Yeah, Flex. <laughs> I mean, look, man, I, I tell you what. These guys have said that he shouldn't get a $100 million contract. This, that, and the third. Listen, man, if anybody's going to get that money on that defense, it definitely needs to be Fletch. And he showed it today right from the earth. Look at that. I'm caught in the moment. He showed it Thursday right right from the start. So he, he's key. I want to see, just to kind of fast forward a little bit, to the matchup that we have on Monday Night Football, him against Brandon Sheriff. I know this is a, a, a matchup. Last number that, one draft right, course from Iowa. Off has, from Iowa. It hurt him. But yep. in the first game of the season, he had his way. So I want to see that matchup. When you look at this Redskins game, obviously they're going to be – uh, offensively, you know, they're going to try to get the ball to Josh Docks and Terrell Pryor on those back shoulders. They're going to try to run the ball as well. How do you see the keys to this game playing out? They got to make sure they make them one, one-dimensional. one I mean, they have too many talented guys at the running back position, you know, at, at this point. So they have to do something. You know, I'm, I'm looking at their roster. I mean, Chris Thompson is playing mm-hmm. just as good as anybody else out on, on the field. Rob Kelly and, you know, Samaji Piran. It's just good also. So when you stop the run, now you make him one-dimensional. Cousins doesn't like that pressure, man. He don't like anybody in his face. He don't want nobody to touch him, man, and that's how you do it. You got you to touch him a little bit. And that goes back to pushing that pocket back yep. you know, on the passing side of things. And I agree when you look at Chris Thompson and that running game. You know, even it, their screen game is an extension of the running game yep. with Chris Thompson. Yep. So they find ways to get him the ball take advantage of his ability to break tackles and get yards after the catch. But one of the other things when I look at this matchup, and it always goes to one particular matchup for me, and that's Malcolm Jenkins against Jordan Reed when they go, man, I think that's something that the Eagles have to win. It's a matchup that they won in the first game, and I think that really contributed towards the win. Also, Jamison Crowder. He's a guy that could give you a lot of trouble yeah, out of that slot position. And he'll give him a lot of trouble because he's one of those small, quick, fast slot receivers, you know. I knew I, I kind of knew that the defensive um secondary was going to play well against those bigger, slower receivers. Right. right. And I thought that was it'll be a matchup that, you know, the Eagles could win that match. Even though they were bigger, they could play the ball, they turn around and, and they can out of ball because they didn't worry about them scatting and getting out of there. This game will be tough for them because now they have to cover receivers that are, are more slight of foot. They're a little faster mm-hmm. than what our DBs are. So they're going to have to be technique sound, understand where they're supposed to be in the defense, where the framework of the defense, and make sure they push them towards their help. This is going to be a game which you, these DBs have to play at another level. And I, I like the fact that, um, that, that, that Corey Graham's back because now you can put and not That's worry about yeah. – uh, you, you can't worry about uh, Malcolm Jenkins – not being at the safety spot. Now you have somebody that can go out there and play it. 
Yeah, and he has a thorough understanding of the defense, so that's definitely something to watch. Another thing with Terrell Pryor, watch early in the game. And, you know, receivers, they have this thing where if you don't get them involved, some they of fade, some of the yeah. guys get a little more emotional and they tend to fade away. So watch Terrell Pryor early. And I, I know that he's having some issues with not producing the way that he wants to produce. This is a contract year for him, but it seems like the ball is flowing more to Josh Dotson in the way that it was supposed to flow to Pryor. So watch him early in the game. If you see him not getting involved, you're going to see him check out. So that's just something to, to watch. That's for, from, a, from a receiver. They know about that. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and some of us, I tell you, some of us will try to get involved in the game by way of run blocking. But others have a little more of a diva mentality, and they, they soak. You know, AB was pissed, but he's the best in the game, though. No question, he leading the league in uh, receiving, receptions, you name it. Flipping it over to defense, as far as the uh, Redskins defense is concerned, this is a, a unit that I think you could use one word to describe, and that's depleted. Yeah. When you yeah. look at Jonathan Allen's out, you look at uh, Breland's probably going to be out. You look at Josh Norman; he has the rib injury; he's going to be out. So it goes back to something that that we have looked at multiple times how you're going to have guys who are lower on the depth chart going against Nelson Aguilar, going against Alshon, going against Torrey. I think this is an area where they need to attack. Oh, of course. You know, this may be one of the one times that, you know, I wouldn't mind them passing the ball because I think that they can excel at passing the ball against the secondary, the depleted secondary, like you said. And I – I'm looking at their roster. I just don't see anybody really that could that could handle, you know, your son. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is playing at a Pro Bowl level. Outstanding. Given an opportunity, and they really throw the ball to him, he's almost unstoppable. He's showing that explosiveness that he had when he was back at uh, SC. And, you know, I mean, the little touchdown he got. I mean, what number the little simple, like, slant in or whatever you want to call it. Man, he caught that man. He was hauling ass, man. He was out the gate. And it's not about him him worrying about catching it anymore. He knows he's going to catch it. Now he's trying to get up out of there. Yeah. He's making plays. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's not thinking about catching the football, and that's something that we talked almost every week about last year. I would tell him, listen, just let the game come to you. Don't think about catching it. Catch the ball. Do what you do. You know that once you catch the ball, you could do some some really great things, and that's what he's showing. So that's a great point. I really like the matchup, whether it, it be uh, Fuller, uh, Kendall Fuller, or, or Fabian Monroe, uh, preferably looking at Fuller against Alshon. I, I tell you, if, if I'm Carson Wentz and I look to my left or to my right, whichever side, and I see them one-on-one, we right, yeah. it's time to go up top, you know. Exactly. something. Whatever your signal is, it's time to go up top. So I think this could be a week where you see them air it out. Jonathan Allen not being in the game obviously will affect the pass rush. I will say Matt uh, Ioannidis, the Temple uh, prospect playing well. You know, he's playing well, so we'll see how that pans out. But they definitely should attack the, uh, the corners this week. I can see that, you know, and um, I and I see he made some plays the last time we, we we played against him. So I mean, he's definitely somebody to step this game up and playing very very well. I just think the matchup, like you said, won't be necessarily with the run. They have to pound the run. They have to get Legarrette Blunt going. That mm-hmm. goes without saying. And with addition of Smallwood being back, I think they will try to you know make a concerted effort again, to run the ball. But if you look at the matchup, you will have to say that they're, they're heavily uh, favored as far as, you know, what 
our receivers can do against their DBs, it's in our favor. A hundred percent. I know. I know. Moreau is a guy that uh, Joe Douglas really liked. I remember watching him talk to him extensively at the Shrine Week practices. But still, it's it's not a matchup. It, it, it isn't a matchup. But I, you know, I will say this: I, I need seventeen to come with it, man. Yeah, I listen, and it's funny you mention that because a lot of people have been saying to me that they're disappointed with him. Uh, a lot of people asked me if he's going to be back. And one of the things that I looked at is – We're talking about Alshon Jeffers, Al- Al- 17. Yeah. yeah, 17. One of the things that I looked at is he's not dominating the way he's, a, a receiver that, right. that is supposed to command 14 to $16 million a year. I wouldn't pay $14 million a year not at this for point. what he's, he's doing. He should be out there, and even when he's covered, he should be open. And, and that's that, the type of receiver he should be. And that was the whole thing coming into this season was this was the case. Yep. You know, so, I I mean, what he's able to, to do as far as his big body, working the middle of the field, catching the touchdowns and those things that, that he's done in the red zone, I think have been outstanding. But for what was expected, I'm not sure that he's providing that. It's just going to be one of those things where, okay, at the end of the year, is he going to buy into this? all of us are able to score mentality and come back, or is he going to go to a team? You know, is he going to, is he going to Kyrie Irving? Is he going to go to a team where he could be that guy? Well, he that won't guy. be missed. That's the only thing. Because right now they've got some guys who can go out there and play. You know, you look at Johnson. He's trying to come up, you know. I mean, look at the rookie. I mean, you know, 10 is, is – Yeah, yeah, Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins, he's, he's a guy that, you know, they're going to look upon him this week because of what Marigold's being out, uh, being a – a special teams guru. You know, he's going to have to be and fill the shoes that Marigos has left as far as his special teams. Tough loss. And, you know, a real tough loss. And then, you know, thinking Mac Hollins went out there and caught a crucial third down to keep the sticks moving late in the game, you know, to help them win this game. So he he's he's somebody that I didn't think was going to be that much of a contributor mm-hmm. in the offense. But if you give this young guy a chance, he can he can go out there and make it happen. And that's what it's about. Goes back to what we said about Kendrick's opportunity knocks, you bust through the door. And that's what he's done. And it, it was it was good to see him hook up on that dig route. You yep, know, that's yep. that's something that he did during the preseason. It's something he started to do in training camp also. But we talked enough about running the football or excuse me, passing the football. I'm getting ahead of myself, but we have to mention running the football and how important that is. And when you look at this team, you know, obviously Zach Brown is a guy that is just – he's a tackling machine. So you're going to have to find ways to use misdirection against him. But, I mean, how important is it to go shoe to shoe? You know, I, I actually asked uh, Frank Wright about that today, you know, just being able to go shoe to shoe and run the ball or air it out. We talked about how they can air it out, but this is an offense that could do both. So how important is it for, for them to actually show both – and really start off running the football to establish that tone. Well, they're going to have to do it because if, if you look at all defensive want to make you um, one-dimensional. They want to stop the run. That way they can pin their ears back and rush the passer, maybe blitz a little bit. And I see this team, this, uh, this, this, this Redskins team, they want to blitz a little bit because they don't have the horses they have rushing the passer like they had when Allen was there. And, you know, and, and Ryan Anderson is somebody they're looking towards to, to, to really – be a run stopper at the linebacker position, but then they want him to pin his ears back in the pass. So that 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 comes with him 
having the opportunity to pin mm-hmm. his ears back. If you keep them off balance and run the rock, then you slow down their pass rush, and then it's demoralizing for a defense to get the ball run on them like that. Regardless of what you're having success in the pass in the game, if you run the ball on a defense and you do that, first of all, it, they become very fatigued. They don't have the the, uh, the, the you know the the backups that, that we have on on this Eagles team as far as putting a whole new set of guys in right. and them going out and playing well. They don't have that. These guys will be out there for the longevity. They're going to play almost the entirety of the reps. They don't have the backups that we have. So they're going to have to play. So when you run the rock on them and then they're taking this pounding every play, it just bodes well for your guys uh, getting the advantage. And then you can really dictate what you want to do. Take the ball down the field if you want to because you won't have guys coming off the rock like they would if they were you know, a little fresher from not being run on. And that's the thing a lot of people don't understand is how much more effective that running game comes when you stick with it. And then in the fourth quarter, those shorter runs become longer ones. And you see the guys start to slump over and you see their shoulders pumping right, when they're trying right. to breathe. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know, all right, I got you. Yeah, well, yeah. we got you right now. We got you. And then that's when you either run it and you break a long run, a 40-yard run, or you go over the top for a 50-yard pass. Play action, yep. go over top. You got an ultra-aggressive safety in DJ Swearinger who sells out to stop the run. Mm. DeShazer Evett is the same type of guy. So it, there's opportunities. I, I think this is a week where the Eagles could continue to, you know, exert themselves, exert their dominance over this, this division, minus the Cowboys because obviously they haven't played them yet. But I think they could go out and they could get that sweep against the Redskins with this Monday night game, I'm going to go 28-17 for this score. Ooh, that's that's. I, I think that's a little farther than I think. I think this is a more balanced team we give them credit for uh, in D.C. So I'm going to say right around about 24, maybe 24-20, Eagles win, and that's only because it's a division opponent, mm-hmm. and you know. Cousins has, has, has been known to, to rip us apart a little bit. So Yeah, he has done that. I want to see just, instead of playing off, come up and challenge these guys. That's what I want to see them do. Because they play off Cousins and that, that rhythmic passing game, that's how they drive the ball yep. down the field. So we'll see what happens. Jim Schwartz, obviously a, a guy who never talked scheme, wouldn't get into how they're going to change the game plan, but – I think there's an opportunity to exert themselves in, in this game. So we'll see what happens. Definitely continue, like we said. Go on, clip it. Make sure you clip it. Let us know you, what's going send. on. I mean, we didn't get any. You didn't send us anything this 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 week. And I know a lot of you guys downloaded the app because you guys told me. So listen, send some clips. We want to break them down for you, but we can't break them down if you don't send it. Appreciate you. This is the next level podcast we always gonna take it to the upper room we'll lie for you before we lie to you we're just gonna give you the <laughs> truth we're gonna tell you the truth and nothing but the truth that's all we can do we're gonna give you instant analysis if you send your clippers to us that's what you want give us an opportunity to do it by sending your, your clips to us we appreciate you we have to sign off and hopefully we come back next tuesday with an eagles win real talk radio it's time to go
Take your...